Hello, and welcome back to the Test Drive Podcast, brought to you by Sport Car USA. I'm your host, Lee Baudet. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to our Test Drive Podcast number 35. I'm Lee Baudet, your host. And Scott Nickerson is with us from Sport Car USA. Hello, Scott. How are you, Lee? I'm doing great. Another one of our Friday podcasts set to go out around 5 o'clock today, this being the third day of November. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a big birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. To you. Oh, that way, that's right. It was me. Sorry. I won't ask how old you are. No, please don't. <laughs> I've been a radio broadcaster for over 40 years. I host the series called Test Drive on the YouTube channel. I'm the front man and host of Sport Car USA and a car enthusiast my entire life. We've got a big Sport Car USA forum coming up a week from Saturday. Looking yep. forward to that, Scott. Yeah, well, What's that good. all about? Uh, it's going to be kind of like an end-of-the-year celebration in a way and trying to bring all the local car clubs together and get feedback on what works with car shows, what doesn't work with car shows, and just kind of celebrate the, the whole car culture in Vermont. The internal combustion engine. Yes. We don't want that to go bye-bye. We respect EVs. Mm-hmm. Totally respect them. We get it. However, there's a generation, and I think this is one of the, the greatest generations of all time as far as modern muscle cars, mm-hmm. classic cars, antique cars. We don't want those to go out of people's thoughts. We want to keep them in front of mind. And it's just a gathering of young and old. Yep. Talking cars. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll have some footage on that maybe for uh, two podcasts from now, I would think. Yeah. We're going to have a a year-end review video that we're going to showcase there. So maybe we'll show that off here as well and kind of use it as a recap. A lot of it is podcast content. Right. So maybe we'll get a little uh, best of coming up can't. You can't go wrong with a bunch of uh, gals and guys getting together and talking cars over some drinks and some food. No. Sounds like a good night. It really should be a good night. So today, uh, we want to talk about Corvettes. Yeah. And we have uh, one of our YouTube series of Corvette tapes that we're going to be showing, right, in just a little bit. History. From our Sport Car USA test drive series. That is to be exact and specific. Mm -hmm. Corvettes, it's kind of a really strange history for me as far as Corvettes go because I grew up a Ford guy. Yeah. Love Mustangs. I still have a 66 Mustang. Right. And the Corvette, I always loved the Corvette. Very cool. Very sharp. Way back when, when they came out, I think it was 53 was the first year of the Corvette. Ooh, you're testing me. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, I think it's around 53. You Corvette enthusiasts we'll will find out correct in the video. me. Absolutely. We, we certainly will. We're going to talk about the Corvette's history and um, how it has progressed through the years right up until the C8 um, has been uh, manufactured starting in 2020, and now, of course, we're in 2023, going into the 24, mm-hmm. uh, where we talk about EVs, there's going to be an electrified Corvette. Yeah, all-wheel drive. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's supposed to be the fastest Corvette ever. Uh, will it make any noise, though? Yeah, so it's the same V8. Uh, they just added uh, to the front wheels yeah. the electric motors to make it all-wheel drive. Okay. Uh, so, but you can put it in stealth mode, which enables you to drive front-wheel drive basically silent. Just seems so strange to me talking about a Corvette like this. It's faster though. Yeah, no question about it. So I did have a C7. It was yellow, bright yellow. Bought it off the showroom floor, and that's really when my Corvette "quote unquote" love for the car began. Even though I admired Corvette from afar, from any, I mean, how can you not admire Corvettes? Yes, they're iconic. Yeah, yeah. but I was a Mustang guy. Right. I was a Ford guy. So, which is blasphemous that you've 
gone over yeah. to to a Chevy product. I'm trying to think what I traded. Oh, I know what I traded. I traded a Dodge Challenger. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a Hellcat. It was just a really sharp Hemi Orange Dodge Challenger 2016 mm-hmm. for my... No, wait. That doesn't make sense. The C8, C7 came out in 14, I believe. Yep, 2014. So I guess my Dodge Challenger was probably a 2013 or 14, somewhere around there. didn't have it long. No. And my license plate, I had a cool license plate. I love vanity plates. And it said, uh, what did it say? Hemi OJ. Hemi OJ. Because it was an orange Hemi, you know? Like OJ Simpson? Well, no, no. Like the the drink. So you were getting into orange juice. You were evading police in the car. (laughs) Not really. Not really. I love that car. C7. It had it wasn't a convertible, but it had the the hard top that came off, mm-hmm. and to me that is a convertible. The reason I traded that was because of the C8 that came out, even though I did have a GT350 in between. <laughs> so I see I did go back to Ford. The C8 that I currently have is red, and I've never been a huge red fan, but this one I, I kind of like a lot. I remember when we were at the show in Essex, there yeah. was that other red C8. That yes. was like more of a deep red. Yes. That's like it's like a cherry. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish mine was that color, actually. But I've always liked the canary yellow. I don't think it's called yeah. canary anymore. It's called something else. Right. Um, right. But I think it was maybe a C6. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first Corvettes in canary yellow that I was like, ooh, I want one of those. It's funny how yellow so. can look so good on a car, but not so much on another type of car. I think it depends on what you accent it with. Right. Like if you have black accented like parts of the car yeah. then i think that contrast makes it good but yeah some cars look awful yeah and i used to be into chrome rims my c7 had chrome rims Not i me. thought at the time they're really really cool my son would say dad that's a great looking car but you need black rims and i'm thinking nah, no I'm, I'm not fine i'm fine that'd be very expensive number one to change those out mm-hmm. i was fine with that but now that i have a c8 i don't like chrome anymore i don't i've never liked it yeah, tacky to me. So. The only thing I will say that when we were at the Lake George car show in uh, Lake George, Vermont, or Lake George, New York, New York, I remember seeing some Corvettes with the chrome rims, mm-hmm. and they just sparkle as they go down the road. I thought that's they do a have cool that look. going for. I like that. I like yeah. that look a lot. But now my 2020, they aren't black rims. They're kind of like a gray, like a charcoal or something. Yeah, the C8. I don't believe has the best rims available. Hmm. They just don't pop at me like some other models do. And I'm glad I got the rims that I did get because to me, out of the four or five options that you have, they were the best. Yep. So that's good. My 2020 has about 3,500 miles on it and ready to store it for the winter here in good we old Vermont. We just had snow this week. And we had snow. Down. And you won't believe this, people watching this podcast, that they actually put salt down on the roads yeah. already. So that's it for you. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the temperature was hovering around 35 degrees. It's like, oh, no, we're going to all slide off the road. Yeah. So there goes a salt truck. This is my day off on Wednesday. And I see this salt Bummer. truck going by. And then an hour or two later, I see another salt truck. And I said, are they really salting the roads or they're just getting ready? Oh, yeah, that little th- wheel in the back, it was spinning. Spinning and throwing salt. Spinning and throwing salt. So oh, Corvette's away for the, the winter. The Corvette day. is away for the winter without getting a full tank of gas, but it's in a garage, so it should be 
Fine. You could fill it. You could go get a bunch of five-gallon cans. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, when you do fill up a vehicle, uh, a modern-type vehicle like my Corvette, got to make sure you use that little spout that they give you, which goes into the casing area where the gas goes in. Hmm. Because if you don't, there's that little, uh, almost like a protective cover. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it will actually seep through uh, the, the fender. Hmm. I, this has happened to me, and you talk about upset that hit his gasoline all over the place. What's going on? Because I did not use that little. It's like this, okay? It just slides right in. Yep. And it's a funnel. It's really it's a funnel, but it gets past that little hatch, that little cover, uh, and it does make a difference. Like a safety measure or something. Apparently, but you do have to use it because <laughs> I remember one winter I was trying to put that stable in, which you're supposed to do when you're storing your car, winterized stable, uh, and I did it without the funnel and it just leaked out it leaked out all over the place uh, it's like what's Which going on Which means you have to buy it again yeah to get enough exactly not happy not happy camper no i can imagine so yeah winter has hit here in the north country northern vermont yep we don't have any snow on the ground right now i guess the mountains are, are getting some but the salt on the road that's that's what does it for me i'm done yeah. sports car season is abruptly come to an end yes exactly we've had a heck of a year here at sport car usa oh, yeah. we always like to bring up that if you have a a sport car, a modern muscle sport car that you're looking to sell. Maybe you don't have the storage, like I am fortunate to have at my house. Let us know how do they go about and do that. Website, uh, there's information on there. Email, call, social media. We'll find a way to get to you. Because this is the time of year where we actually buy a lot of sport cars. Yeah, people don't want to store them over the winter. Or they'll for a little bit, a little ways in the winter, they realize that like oh, maybe it's not worth having a car yeah. payment that they can't drive a car. You know. Yeah, we picked one up just the other day from Fairhaven, Vermont, which is southern Vermont. And the guy, I think he was buying a house. That's how we get a lot of these. Uh, it's the car of the house. <laughs> situations, either buying a house, uh, we've got a baby on the yeah, way, that kind of one. thing. But I always say you'll get your sport car back. It might be 30 years from now. It'll but be you, back. You, you're going to get it back. And I felt bad for this guy because it had 5,000 miles, a 2014 Shelby GT 500. And he just had to part with it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, he I guess drove it. I, I didn't see this, but I guess he was tearing up quite a bit when the when the car was leaving the driveway. I can imagine. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. So our game, <laughs> yeah, it works out for <laughs> our us. Our game, but he'll get it back someday. Of course he will. Yeah. Scott, tell us what's happening here at Sport Car USA in our upcoming video that we're going to show. Yeah. So we last year we did a little bit of a deep dive into the history of the Corvette. And kind of got to showcase a Z06 that we had at the time. And I think it's really interesting history behind the Corvette and kind of the inspiration behind a lot of what they did. With that said, let's roll the tape and enjoy the test drive broadcast that we did earlier in the year. In today's episode, we'll be checking out the 2017 Chevrolet Corvette Z06. This powerful, low-mileage vehicle is a great example of some American engineering and an icon in sports car history. Back in the 1950s, General Motors was the largest car company in the entire country. They sold a lot of cars, but they were missing something. There weren't any American car manufacturers venturing into sports performance cars at this time. The performance car market was dominated by European manufacturers who raced on road racing circuits after World War II. Harley J. Earl was a designer for GM in the 1950s, 
and he decided that they needed to make a sports car. Project Opal started and was a secret project for GM's new sports car. He first offered the project to Chevy's GM, Ed Cole. Now this project would produce a concept vehicle set to debut at the 1953 New York Auto Show. Before it could even get there, Ed Cole saw it and knew it needed to go into production. The car was almost immediately offered to the public in 1953 as the brand new Chevrolet Corvette. The Corvette wasn't a ground up build for Chevy. They used existing Chevy parts from other GM vehicles and used the Blue Flame inline six cylinder engine. The engine was tinkered with and tuned up to about 150 horsepower. Where the new concept vehicle really took flight is with the strong and lighter fiberglass body. Unfortunately, the first Corvette wasn't the success GM was hoping for. The cars had a great look and seemed like a lot of fun, but the original Corvette, well, it didn't drive very well at all. They didn't handle well and were a bit underpowered for a sports car. The original Corvette was also only available in a convertible. When they were working on naming this new car, they knew it had to be something that fit the fast and light concept of the vehicle. They ended up using the name Corvette as a tribute to the speedy and lightweight naval ships of the time. There's only one type of ship that can be built fast enough and in large enough quantities. A Corvette. Their tried and tested steam engines are good at short sprints, useful too in catching U-boats. Chevy knew they needed to shake things up to cement the Corvette as a real competitor to other brands like Ferrari and Lamborghini. They realized that the V6 just wasn't cutting it. And in 1955, Chevy put a V8 in the Corvette. The following year now saw a removable hardtop added to the Corvette. That very same year gave us the first Corvette on the racing scene. It performed very well and gave drivers a great chance at winning. All of these things helped to finally sell the Corvette and win America's heart. Zora Arkis Duntov was an Eastern European born man working for GM. He first saw the Corvette concept at the 1953 auto show. He was in love and knew from that moment on that he needed to be involved in the car's legacy. After working his way up, he would be directly involved in Corvette production and design. The Generation 2 Corvette, which you may know as the C2, came out in 1963. They threw around a few concepts before coming up with the final C2 design. The Gen 2 Corvettes were better engineered and designed than the original models. Two of the concepts that Chevy tried out before landing on the C2 design were the 1959 Stingray Concept Racer and the 1961 Mako Shark. Zora had such a major contribution to the Corvette during these times that many people view him as the father of the Corvette. Zora was a big advocate for making the Corvette a mid-engine car. 1963 was the first year that it would offer the Z06 package. Zora was an advocate for providing a package on the car that made it race ready. The name is after the special package of features created for racing, the Zora Option 6, or Zora 06. Five years later, the C3 would launch in 1968 with a modified shape, 
there were only a few minor changes outside of the shape between the C3 and C2 Corvette. For instance, exterior door handles changed. There was a new grill and a few other small cosmetic changes. The 1969 year, well, that was the only year that had a ZL1 option, and it was offered with a big block, seven liter aluminum engine. This massive engine would produce a whopping 430 horsepower. The C3 would go on to be the best selling Corvette of them all. GM sold almost 30,000 C3 Corvettes in the first year alone. The Gen 3 Corvettes would run until 1982 with a few design changes over the years. The C4, that would be released in 1984 and be a completely new design. There were a lot of rumors that it could get a mid-engine build like Zora had always wanted. Unfortunately, the only way to fit the engine behind the driver would be to revert back to a V6, so Chevy said no way we're keeping the V8 up front for the C4. Chevy was starting to lose ground to its European competitors like Lamborghini and Ferrari. So in 1990, they released the C4 Corvette ZR1. The ZR1, well, this would have the LT5 engine, which is a 5.7 liter V8 that produced 375 horsepower. The LT5 was built with the help from fellow sports car company, Lotus. And it was now the fastest Corvette in production with a 172 mile per hour top speed. Does anybody have any idea what this is? I do. Well, it's the next vet. In 1997, Chevy released the C5, which was a complete redesign. Almost nothing was borrowed from the previous generation. It was the largest update and change in the car's history. No stone was left unturned with this redesign. The car improved on its handling, weight distribution, and had more power on the base models. Chevy would bring back the Z06 model for this year. Well, it's a sixth generation Chevrolet Corvette that's gonna be a 2005 model. And we think we've distilled the passion of Corvette of the rich Corvette history, but done it in a way that really moves forward into the future because I think, you know, Corvettes are about innovation and performance technology and style. The C6 Corvette was released in 2006 and further improved on performance. It now had a 6-liter V8 with 400 horsepower in its base bottom. The C6 was similar in a lot of ways to the C5 outside of some minor styling changes. The very next year, would feature a small block V8 engine, now capable of producing 505 horsepower. In 2009, the ZR1 would make its return. It would now have a 6.2 liter supercharged V8, capable of 638 horsepower, as well as some aero handling and cosmetic improvements. The 0.29 CD that the new Corvette produces is the lowest drag car produced in North America, other than our own General Motors electric vehicle. 2014 would bring us the C7 Corvette and the return of the Stingray name. Tonight we celebrate the introduction of the seventh generation, or C7 as we call it, right here in the Motor City. The Corvette had an all new face once again and brand new engine. The base model now made 465 horsepower. It had a blistering zero to 60 of 3.9 seconds. Now this was as fast as many other popular European performance cars at the time. 
They brought the supercharged Z06 back again, and it now produced 660 horsepower. The Z06 Corvette is not a joke. It flies around the track and has extreme acceleration capabilities. Any car with the ability to hit 60 miles an hour in 3.3 seconds, run a 11.4 second quarter mile at 124.4 miles an hour, and top 200 miles an hour will certainly get your attention. Zora unfortunately passed away in 1996, but his wish of a mid-engine would come true with the most recent generation Corvette, the C8. This 2017 Z06 in Arctic white is just a beautiful specimen of a car. The body lines on this give it a mean stance and profile as it drives down the road. This Corvette has a special added package with red, white, and blue racing stripes that runs along the car. These stripes against the white glossy color of the body set this Corvette apart and make it really pop. If you want power and all the creature comforts, then this is the car for you. This vehicle originally retailed for $106,560. The Z06 has a 6.2 liter supercharged V8 and it cranks out 650 horsepower and 650 pounds of torque. The vent on the hood and large grille, as well as all the side vents are all active to help keep the engine and brakes nice and cool. The engine doesn't just perform well, it also sounds amazing through the quad performance exhaust. The quad tip center exit exhaust is an iconic look for the Corvette. This Z06 comes in an eight speed automatic transmission with paddle shifters, but this generation was the last generation you'll be able to get the car in a manual transmission. This vehicle doesn't just look nice on the outside. This Corvette has the 3LZ package, which gives you a lot of upgraded interior accessories. Unfortunately, GM hasn't always been known for their interiors being the best. I absolutely love the interior of this car and with a lot of attention to detail. Starting off with the first thing you see when you open the door, these blue leather AE4 competition sport seats really hug you and they look beautiful. This vehicle definitely can be a little tight inside, but it helps it feel like you're sitting in a rocket ship. Just under your headrest, you'll see the competition label on the seats and some carbon fiber accents. The blue color of the seats also extends onto the door and dash to really tie everything together. When you get the Z06 Corvette, they make sure you and everyone else knows it. There are various Z06 badges all over the car. Right behind the front tire, you will see a Z06 badge that also lets people know this LT4 engine is supercharged. If you were to go and show them the beautiful engine compartment of the car, you'll be greeted with a large Z06 logo. There are a few more spots inside of the vehicle that show this off, like the power plaque under your climate controls. This plaque shows your equal torque and horsepower numbers at 650 respectively. This 3LZ package really has so many features that it's hard to count. When you're cruising around, you'll get to listen to either the roar of the engine or your favorite music through a premium Bose sound system. You'll also have heated and vented seats, dual climate control, and an easy to use infotainment center. The blue interior touches are part of a package that also include the 10 spoke chrome wheels to match some of the other badging. The front has 19 inch wheels, while the back has 20 inch wheels. They provide a lot of surface area for gripping the road 
as well as performance ceramic brakes to help slow you down. I can tell you that the C7 was ready for a test drive and I had the salesperson with me, took it off the showroom floor, went cruising a little bit, and she told me that this vehicle holds the road like glue. And I was a little tentative because, hey, number one, it's not my car, I don't own it yet. We went cruising on the interstate and I was being very careful with the car. The salesperson looked at me and she said, Lee, stop babying this car. A Prius just passed us. <laughs> I started laughing and sure enough, I got on it and that was the best test drive I've ever had. This 2017 Z06 Corvette checked out rather well. The clean white exterior with patriotic racing stripes adds a unique look while remaining subtle. The power and stance of this vehicle are something of beauty, and the Corvette will forever be a sports car icon. From a mere concept with borrowed parts to the borderline supercar that the Corvette is now, we're excited to see where the Corvette goes next. On test drive, you get to see many modern muscle cars, and believe it or not, most of them are for sale. All you have to do is go to sportcarusa.com and check out their entire inventory. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed, please subscribe, and we'll see you next time on Test Drive. That was very entertaining, Scott. Enjoyed that a lot. A lot of history on that Corvette, the C, well, one all the way up to the C8. Yep. Yeah. So the C7 is the one that we had with that the Americana stripes and that the blue interior, and we had it for a little while, but it was it was a sharp car, and I think it finally found a home. So yeah, we we love test driving those Corvettes, and I'm sure there are more to follow. We yep. we mentioned earlier that was at the start of this podcast that we uh, are kind of fascinated with the the ev type corvette just mm -hmm. to, just to be able to look at it and drive it i want to drive one so I, I really would like to drive one uh, even though we're into the modern muscle cars and still uh, has a big v8 in it, it, though. it does have that v8 supercharged that's right we got to keep that v8 going right yeah yeah so. maybe we'll find a way to get down to a track somewhere warm <laughs> we'll go out to california or that somewhere. that would be fun that would be fun we've got upcoming mecham auction yeah. That hopefully we're going to be attending Sport Car USA. That should be a lot of fun. Down in Kissimmee, Florida? Yeah, absolutely. That'd yeah. be a fun time. We'll get some cool stuff there. Absolutely will. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to our Test Drive podcast. I'm Lee Bodette, your host, and Scott Nickerson from Sport Car USA. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out our Test Drive series on YouTube, and we'll see you next time on our Test Drive podcast, which will be Test Drive podcast number 36. Goodbye, everybody. And remember, let's never forget the men and women serving this great country of ours. Again, goodbye, everybody.